Hey there. Thanks for stopping by and eavesdropping on some of my phone calls. I'm John Herzog with DMA, and you have my permission to eavesdrop on my phone calls. Uh, today, I'm going to call Marsha Diamond. Uh, it would be difficult to be in our healthcare food service industry and not recognize the name Marsha Diamond. She has been an advocate for our industry for a long time. Um, she's got a great deal of experience and she is the perfect person to go to when you have literally a question about anything. If she doesn't know, she knows who knows. So uh, let's give Marsha a call and uh, see what she's up to. Hello, Marsha Diamond speaking. Hey Marsha, it's John Herzog from DMNA. How are you? Oh, I'm great this morning. The sun is shining. Yeah, yeah, it's cool how that always helps when the, the sun is out. And uh, I know I'm in central Kentucky and it's still trying to hold on to that summertime humidity. Um, where, where are you and what is the weather looking like there? New Jersey, the Northeast. It's summer. I'm not going to complain. The sun is out. We can do outside dining. Yeah, summertime is uh, it, it, all along the coast. I mean, I guess we're getting ready to have some more crazy weather. Um, coming down, you know, from the Gulf, that, that uh, hurricane looks like that could be another situation down there, what they don't need. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we don't control pandemics. We don't control Mother Nature. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we have to remember what we can control. We can make changes, but we can certainly contribute. Um, be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah, I mean, true, true. For the, well, Mother Nature, we can try to be prepared for the pandemic. Well, for the few, hopefully we never experience it, but we certainly can um, be um, physically prepared and mentally prepared and become more prepared. Yeah. Just teaches yeah. us just teaches us something about um, morale, you know, um, and spirit. And maybe we have to pay more attention to those components for our employees and for ourselves just for living, just for working. That's true. Um, this has certainly, this time has certainly uh, brought that to everyone's attention. And, uh, you know, that's an area that I know uh, people have worked with before, um, how to keep your staff engaged and how to keep positive and, you know, less drama. But I think in some cases, the severity and immediate uh, uh, need for, you, you know, a unified effort kind of put a lot of that past drama and, you know, discourse in your in, in teams aside. I think from what I've heard, when I, the, the uh, people out in the, you know, in the various facilities that we work with, they've all kind of spoken about a uh, real coming together. And, um, you know, you hope that that's the case and you hope, you know, nationally, globally, that that's what we're doing. And there's examples of it everywhere. Um, what do you, have you, um, tailored a presentation. I know that you're a um, frequent uh, member of panels and, um, you know, your career as a real dynamic public speaker covers a great deal of uh, many topics. H have you approached uh, the topic of, you know, keeping morale up or, or recognizing the importance of team during difficult times like these? You know, I, throughout my career, I've always spoken about this and about um, just in uh, under quote-unquote uh, normal working environments but um, again like we pay attention to these components under normal when we have such an extreme many honey type we just need to amp it up 
and um, and if we haven't been doing it, we need to amp it up. And it means saying thank you. It means writing a note or an email to someone and saying, I'm grateful for you being part of the team. It's as simple as taking up a hundred grand, uh, the, the musketeer bars, uh, you're part of the team or something yeah. as simple as, uh, you know, uh, uh, the chocolate kisses, or putting it down and saying a kiss and a hug, you know, on their desk. It's as simple as, you know, or handing it out in the back in a, in a little bit of a pouch. It's a simple, a simple gesture, simple comment. Um, you know, myself and you work with a lot of directors, they too need to do self-care and they need to do it for themselves on time, gardening, something that they need to do to rejuvenate. Um, and then their, for their employees, they need to do that because again, we should do it always, but obviously in situations like this, we need to re-engage it and re-elevate it. And I think if we continue to make it part of our quality process, I think um, people's productivity and people's morale will continue to at least sustain if not increase itself. Yeah, it's a good time, um, you know, for leaders to lead. I know that sounds very easy, but what what kind of encouraging words or, or uh, uh, advice do you have for leaders out there that might be struggling? You know, it's been a long five or six months, and I'm sure that the hours and the you know they they have fears as well for their own careers and families and personal life. What what advice do you have for leaders in our industry to kind of stay stay the course and uh, you know remain um, impactful? I think it's um, self-care, a little bit of self-care. I think when they walk away from their operations, many of them are with families and um, or significant others and are giving the energies there to them as well because once they walk through those doors, and that's really an important part of life. But I think you have to remember that you have to carve out time every day, whether it's 15 minutes or an hour, to do something for you, whether it's reading, whether it's looking up uh, stuff that entertains you, whether it's watching something on Netflix, um, and whether it's doing uh, meditation, bringing yourself back, gardening, something that brings you back and takes you out of your everyday um, head, out of your head a little bit. Um, and it's hard to do, trust me. I know it's probably hard for you to do, it's hard yeah. for me to do. Oh, it is. Um, try to do a mantra in the mornings and what I'm grateful for and, you know, and my intentions for the day. And yes, you know, I'd like to do more exercise, but I haven't been able to carve out the time. And again, you carve out what is important to you, but again, self-care is important. And um, the longer you don't take care of yourself um, in some way, um, it impacts you, your family, your workers, your significant others. So I think taking care of yourself allows you to have the energy and the passion to bring back to your work environment, whatever it may be. Yeah, you know, that's exactly right. I um, I got in a habit of uh, walking, you know, every day. And in order to walk before my day starts, you have to get up kind of early. So I had to change my my uh, sleep habits, which, again, what was easy to do during the quarantine. You know, you had nothing but time to kind of play with and adjust. And uh yeah, I'm on the East Coast and a lot of my phone calls are on the West Coast. So I I spent some time crafting a, almost a whole new workflow. Um, but it starts with that uh, 45 minutes of, of a walk. And I walked around my neighborhood and uh, I'm, I'm blessed to live in a neighborhood that has a major university close by, wonderful parks, uh, a, a 
old historic elementary school and some other places, uh, you know, a lot, a little bit of retail nearby. And, and I'm familiar, was familiar with it, but not as familiar as you get with something when you were walking, you know, as opposed to being in a vehicle or things that I didn't notice for the last 15 years I've lived here. So it really had, has turned into more of a, uh, more than just exercise, it's more of a get your day going part of my routine. And I always feel, you know, great having accomplished that and discovered something new about my own neighborhood. So um, you're right. Once you once you actually actively take time for yourself, I think it has trans, um, transcended into some better, uh, more quality work for me. So that's great advice, Marcia. Um so I, I mentioned that you were a, a public speaker, and that's where I first uh, saw you. I was I've seen seen you speak many times throughout my career, and um, I, I know that you're you remain you know one of the industry's top and most sought after speakers. How how has the fact that you've had uh, you know we've had no live conferences or gatherings impacted that um, part of your business? Well, doing a lot more things virtually. Um, doing uh, webinars, engaging um, manufacturers and um, companies with, with solutions for COVID and beyond, um, COVID solutions, excellence, you know, standards, solutions, things that really can help you with COVID, but also can help you with food excellence, service excellence. Um, and so working with those companies to bring webinars to people virtually to, again, make a difference. Um, some people will, uh, it'll resonate, and some people will be just overarching, just a, a reminder. So it's again, you know, it's just constantly, for me, it's bringing, it's trying to bring, um, I'm very grateful for what these healthcare service workers are doing on the front. And so for me, my way of payback or in the sense of giving back is to be able to uh, bring um, some type of new item education or relevancy to help their jobs be easier in some capacity. So how did you, uh, what was your career path? How did you land um, and, and how long ago did you start uh, you know, MarciaDiamond.com and, and branch off as your own uh, business and, and industry? Trying to think. Um, I'm over over ten years right now. Well, my career path has started out. I'm a dietitian by profession. I always say, um, I have my master's in food service business administration, um, and my career started out um, as a clinical dietetics student and uh, got out there and was um, working. And I was offered an opportunity to work with technology and food service and be a liaison. And once I started to do more food service um, ingredient rooms, um, you know, uh, using um, production sheets from technology, from mainframes, I started to realize I love the kitchen, food service. I was obviously I'm a culinarian, I'm a foodie, I'm part of Chenda Rota stores, um, but I chose like food service. So I started out one way, and at that time in my career, dietitians were geared a certain way, but I, of course, as many of you know me, I don't always follow the straight line. And so I went to towards food service and loved it. And my journey was food service. So I did everything, worked with designers and consultants back then and um, did sales and marketing for beverage companies, had the opportunity 
Fukushima University, uh, hotel, restaurant, hospitality, everything from food production, food quantity, nutrition, um, banquets, and catering service. And my journey, every part of it has contributed to where I am today. And, you know, like I said, I work in sales and marketing and uh, with food companies and technologies. And obviously part of my journey became equipment and many people who are in the operations nowadays better because of the internet, but years ago, many people didn't understand the equipment components, everything from a rep to a dealer, um, the buying supply chain. So for me, I've learned a lot and also have been able to be translated to from an operator um, and end user kind of um, liaison and kind of get information to them because I still think today people buy equipment and don't know who they should buy the equipment from. Uh, it may be an X brand, but they don't know whether it's the rep, the dealer, um, the, the food distributor, what, you know, how it all comes together, that supply chain um, from the equipment. So my journey, well, I've learned and it kind of evolves, you know, in the sense of this journey. And I opened my own company back 10 years ago to do everything that I did for other companies, but for various manufacturers and companies, and to again, connect that and use it to bring value, especially in the non-commercial world. And I work in, um, I do work in uh, hotels and restaurants as well, but the non-commercial world is my own sweet spot. Yeah, you know, that's a, it's a great business model. I mean, it's similar to, to you know, what we do with DMNA. Um, we're all former directors and chefs and RDs and so forth. Uh, but but my, I know my time as a director, particularly early in my career, you know, you're asked to know so much about, you know, supply chain, pricing, buying equipment, equipment repair. And there's so many missteps that you can take. Um, often, you know, I needed some uh, some help, some assistance, some advice. And, uh, you know, if you're uh, particularly a self-operated organization and you don't have, um, you know, a huge contractor that can basically just give you the playbook, it's, it, it is, you know, a much needed asset to have someone like yourself to reach out to and, you know, follow and uh, get advice. And uh, so that's a, I'm, I understand how fulfilling that is when you can really help someone that, um, you know, has it, it's similar to how I was earlier in my career. I love it on the back end to be able to provide solutions and, you know, just kind of a shoulder to lean on if that's all that it is. But of course, you know, doing a full blown re refurb of their kitchen or changing their menu um, delivery systems. It's really great to see, um, see them learn too. So, uh, well, that's, that's really cool. You had quite, a, you have quite a vast, uh, uh, base of knowledge and uh, that we're glad that you're sharing that with us for sure. Do you, do you remember any particular time when you were like, uh, um, uh, maybe not unsure isn't the right word because obviously you're very confident, but um, had an incredibly challenging um, account or decision or problem and, and overcame that. Um, is there anything that you can recall that was kind of a hurdle, but, but you, but you made it, past and, and are better for it? Sometimes when you're working, whether it's for a company or it's um, on your own, but you're working with a company, I think, and I've remembered, I've had a situation, but what I what comes to my mind is had to work with different personalities or different leadership styles. 
and you know you being an individual myself being an individual sometimes their path to get to the end what their envision is very different so it's figuring out you may not get um from a to z quick enough for so you have to figure out do you go around it or do you go up and over it and so for me what it it taught me in these challenges is that um sit back listen reframe it try to see where they're coming from doesn't necessarily mean i have to be in agreement with it but try to see where they're coming from so they are i can see pregnant and again i conversations is if i'm really understanding or necessarily agree let me are you saying and i repeat it very much clarifying and what i find that that does is it allows that person to hear themselves what they're saying and either to agree with that i said it correctly or to clarify with some more examples and by then in the meeting of the minds so i guess that's how i deal i've got to be a better over the years a better listener a better reframer um, understanding perspective um, from different people. People come from different backgrounds, different education, different experiences. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It just makes you need to hear somebody. Um, and I think I got better at that all the time. And my thing is to use those skills, continue to use the skills personally and professionally. Be a better listener. That's always a, a goal. That should be on everybody's list, I think. It's certainly on mine. I'm, I have the um, propensity to hop right in and start, you know, offering up opinions and so forth before they're even finished asking the question sometimes. So, yeah, uh, that's great advice, too. So what what is your favorite part of your uh, of your current role, your current job? I mean, I know that it's it's all yours and you obviously can dictate what you do. But what what are your most exciting calls to get and and things to go work on? So. John, that's interesting. It's not, it may be all yours, but you definitely work with and for people. So um, totally, uh, it's a different way to think about, you know, um, but I think my favorite thing is to engage, obviously engage with people um, physically, <laughs> but we're doing a lot more virtually. Um, yeah. And I think my favorite thing is to find a solution that makes a difference for somebody and, um, and just engage. It doesn't always be People call me sometimes to ask me, do I know of, or as a resource, I may not work with that company, but I may know of it. I try to keep myself as relevant and learn for myself more and more, um, just so that I can have an opinion on something in a perspective. Um, so if I can make a difference, if I engage the friendships, I mean, to me, it's uh, my, my legacy when I retire, I won't say when I'm not on the is going to be that I made a difference, that um, um, when, you know, the impact of my impression, I mean, um, I'm very grateful when I hear a lot of people say to me, oh, you just made my day. It's not a matter of I made the day because I sold them something or I marketed great. It's just how I made them feel. Um, and hopefully through things I do that there's a trust and confidence. And obviously I've become more successful because of that. But, you know, that's not why I do things. I do things because if I can make a difference um, and impact, because again, my legacy is going to be, you know, remember that Marsha Diamond when we went for dinner and she just had these ideas and she made me laugh or, 
you know, that's when I say that about somebody else, I know that, again, being grateful and telling people, um, here's, a, here's a great story. I think you'll enjoy this. Um, I was in New Orleans and had gone, I was um, president of a board and we were having a board meeting. I had gone the day before. My husband had never been to New Orleans, so I brought him down and went to a restaurant, a local Italian restaurant, great restaurant. And right now I don't remember the name, but it was a great restaurant. Anyway, we walk in, we sit down, and it's a local place. And who walks in? Watch on Lippa. And he sits right behind me. <laughs> My husband goes, well, I can take a picture of you. I go, no, I know what he was saying. He wanted to take a picture of John. But I said, no. So we finished our dinner. And I said, I can't just leave the restaurant. I just can't. I want to ask for an autograph. And I but it, he was reading his note. He was reading a book. You know, and eating his dinner by himself. So I turned around and I said, I'm sorry. I don't really want to disturb you. But I just want to say that your acting and what you do puts a laughter and makes a difference in my life. Thank you. And I went to walk out. No picture, no asking autograph. He turned around and grabbed my hand. And he kissed my hand and went to my husband. Thumbs up. And we left. So all I want to say is I appreciate his talent. That's it. So by doing that, I probably, I think, made a difference. But that's what I'm saying. What we should do for each other is to do that. And to me, that story always resonates with me because I didn't really want to get an autograph, but I just wanted him to know that what his effort he puts in and his acting and his medic makes a difference because I know every time I watch him, it somehow impacts me. Well, that, that is a great story. And, uh, how long ago was that? Um, I would say that was probably about 11 years ago. Yeah. Now, that's cool. Well, you certainly have and continue to make an impact in our industry. And I really want to thank you for taking time to talk to me today. Um, uh, I'll continue to look for you on in the virtual community. And uh, anyone that is interested in learning more about Marsha, uh, certainly MarshaDiamond.com. You have a great website, which I'm assuming that you put together yourself because uh, it, it really looks fantastic. And I know that's the type of thing, work that you do. So um, thanks so much for, for talking to me today, Marsha. It's great to catch up with you. And uh, I look hey, forward to uh, having John, our paths cross. John, just yes. tell you, I'm yes. a listener. Tell people to follow me on LinkedIn, follow me on Twitter. And if you, if they have any topics that they want me to cover from webinars or and or blogs, send them to me at marsha at marshadiamond.com and I will address them because I get topics that are relevant to them. I can get uh, sponsors and we can put some programs out for CEU credits and um, the same thing with blogs. I love to write things of interest. I, I have something on dining insights that's coming out I'm in the midst of writing. But I'd love to hear some challenges they're having and see if I can research and find some solutions through a blog. Fantastic. That's a great opportunity for our, our listeners. And hopefully our listeners are we're increasing in number. So um, thanks for that input. And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. Marcia, thanks again. All right. Have a fabulous rest of your day. All right. Same to you. Bye. Wow, it's really always fun to talk to Marsha. Uh, again, that's Marsha Diamond. Her website is marshadiamond.com. You should definitely check it out um, if you are a director or operator of any kind of uh, in the hospitality industry. 
Um, she provides a lot of insight and a wide variety of topics. Always has her fingers on the pulse of what's going on in our industry and certainly now in this time of virtual and uh, um, networking and so forth, she's someone good to know. Uh, hey, if you like what you hear, please follow us, uh, our podcast, Eavesdropping on John Herzog's Phone Calls, the DMA podcast. We're available on anywhere you get music or podcasts. Thanks for joining us.